here we are with the post-game interview for the European Grand Campaign event. Um, so the USA team today was playing for the CSA campaign, and the USA campaign was playing CSA for both rounds. So we're going to go through everyone and introduce themselves. But right before we do that, both rounds we had Maryland Heights, the CSA campaign, as Union was able to win that round. And then they also won Rivers Crossing. The CSA campaign was defending as USA twice and won both rounds. Um, pretty effectively. So let's go through everyone. So the representatives from the CSA campaign who are on the union tonight, we have help. Hello, I'm help. I'm the EU commander for AB. Thank you. Now we have Lucky. Yo, uh, I'm from Walker's Division 6 Georgia, EU commander for Walker's 6 Georgia. And we have Killer. Um... Colonel the 10th Alabama, command officer of the uh, Army in Northern Virginia. And then we have Gareth. Hi, uh, Gareth, 2IC for the AMV, and still trying to keep Killer's Eagle in check. <laughs> and then lastly, we have Shanks. Uh, Shanks, first lieutenant for HD's uh, artillery. All right, thank you. And then on the USA campaign playing a CSA tonight, we have Rolo. Hi, I'm Rill. I'm commander of the 13th Georgia Infantry. Thank you. And then we have that one guy. Yo, I'm one of the cap. I'm the captain of the 13th Georgia Battery Lightning Battery. And then we have Pearl. Hey, I'm Lieutenant Colonel of the 24th Georgia and representing Peach Corps in the campaign. All right, thank you. And then our announcing team is myself as Guardian Eagle with Corded. Hey, I'm Corded. I'm a captain of Delta Company in Sixth Louisiana and. In second core. So, for the USA campaign, who played CSA in the first round, Maryland Heights, what was your guys' strategy going into that round, and how did you react to the ever-changing battlefield? Um, yeah, so the strategy was, well, it was kind of, I wouldn't say unclear, but it was either a full push um, up the left, you know, to the top of the hill uh, to try to take the top and then ultimately fight down. Um, and uh, how we changed was um, we didn't take the top. <laughs> so then it became a matter of lots of uh, kind of on-the-fly adjustments of people trying to to prod and get into places. Um, then I would say maybe twice within the fight, the strategy went back to the take the top and try to work the way down. But ultimately, that strategy was just never never got the top taken. Did you guys ever consider going to the point early on in the beginning of the game? Because the Union moved up to the top of the hill to prevent you guys from taking that. And they kind of left point all open. I mean, I-Core was there, but they there wasn't a lot of them. Did you guys ever consider going for point early? Yeah, I mean, we well, we did cap point early, and then there was a few times we went towards there. I mean, like I said, the strategy, like the kind of macro strategy, changed quite a few times in the in the fight. Uh, there was communication issues with a um, couple groups were in Steam chat, and then they would basically go quiet for a really long time and then kind of tell us that, uh, hey, we didn't hear you say anything. And so it was kind of tough to to really get a coordinated effort on that first one. 
Yeah, I would agree with Pearl. I think uh, initially just taking that left side was probably the best idea. If you take the high ground and the CSA left, it gives you, as long as you can push all the way forward, you have a lot of options to attack the point. You can even come behind the Yankee lines. Um, we did decide to cap the point. I think we maybe should have capped it slightly earlier because the timer was starting to work against us. I believe it was like roughly 22, 23 minutes when the uh, Yankees went into engaged, which is quite late. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with Pearl. I think just the coordination with some of the units, which wasn't quite there tonight. Um, a lot of units just kind of not talking, not saying much. Um, I feel like maybe some of the Union regiments weren't quite used to playing CSA on that map. Didn't have too much of an understanding of the terrain. Um, from a CSA perspective, I think that might have been a contributing factor as well. What do you think that one guy? No, totally kind of how it is. And being a normal CSA, even kind of going to be playing on the union side is kind of unnerving a little bit. Not so, They played it probably the best they could. And I do respect those guys. They did really well. We were, I was there trying to help them out. But yeah, overall, kind of that's just how sometimes the strat goes. All right, thank you for that. Now let's go to the USA team, so the CSA campaign that was defending. What was your guys' strategy going into the round, and how did you guys react to the ever-changing battlefield? Um, well, my strategy going into it was obviously just to stack everything at the top of that hill. And the only group that wasn't was First Corps, who I kept close to point just because... Obviously, sometimes the CSA does do a little sneaky and they swing and they go for cap and they kind of force us to come down the hill when they then they then they can, you know, get a chance at taking the top. But so having first go there watching that was good, but everyone else was just up at the top. I didn't even like designate any certain position for the guys. I just told them to get up there, find a spot, dig in and just hold and. That, that's what we did, and we just kept holding off charge after charge. And then we, um, yeah, it got a lot, it got pretty bloody towards the end and pretty dirty after they started making some pushes to point. And I mean, we even had our own communication problems um, with regiments not being fast enough to get up and down the hill, and we could have lost a lot less than what we needed to if we'd had regiments get up and down faster and stuff like that. Um, but ultimately, yeah, it uh, came out in our favour tonight. But uh, yeah, it was it was it was definitely a close one towards the about halfway through that that first map, and then we kind of pulled it back again towards the end. But yeah, that was it, really. Any other comments for that team? I mean, not really. I think it is just a case of it's so much easier to attack downhill than uphill that everybody wants the top um you know we did have the first uh monitoring the um cap zone and i think we when they did cap that was mainly i kind of feel like our fault for just being a little too slow in the reaction but yeah. uh yeah i think i think the plan was fine we were just a little too slow with the uh, communication between the different units uh, i would say you're grand on on that because whenever we spot them it was one of our scouts that went down the hill quite a portion by the time you turned up you were there the exact same time yeah yep whenever got pushed off of the point area uh, at least when i was alive i didn't see us get pushed off we held that area pretty well 
I think they need yeah. It's just that map as well. It's just like it's hard to determine what's cap, what's not. If you're on cap, if you're not on cap, which I think we had some issues with that as well. The regiments not pushing on the cap as much as the other regiments were. So we had certain regiments dying and charging, and others were were just still shooting and little things. But I mean, when you have as as many like regiments as we have on each side, stuff like this is bound to happen. Um, but we just got to make sure that we clean it up for next time. But overall, it was, uh, yeah. It was chill. Barbaral at one point. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, cool. Thank you. Now we'll move on to the uh, second round of Rivers Crossing. Again, we'll start with the CSA, who was the USA campaign. What was your guys' strategy to attack the Rivers Crossing, and how did you react to the ever-changing battlefield? Yeah, so the strategy was... Um, to full sin pontoon to start just to try to make it as bloody as you can while the arty gets their shots uh kind of lined up uh for that and yeah that was pretty much it um and then we kind of started flexing to i mean mainly just to keep the fight going we started flexing to go to the river bridge some too just so kills could keep happening but you just know you're playing the timer on that thing and you're playing a wall of people who are all in formation while you're going to be out of line so it was mainly just keep the pressure on and let Artie do most of the work 13th any comments yeah I, I totally agree with Pearl I think it was just a case of mass pushing that pontoon bridge uh, the 13th infantry we just joined on completely with uh 24th and uh, we had most of our guys on the artillery um, and it was pretty much just as Pearl said it was just you know continuous charges and kind of letting the artillery do the heavy lifting um, getting that red mist and I saw a bunch of red mist on that map so that was awesome uh, can't wait to watch the video and see it um, and I, I think a lot of our guys kind of had some frame rate issues crossing the bridge because there was a lot of us just kept sort of like you know, lagging and then standing still on the pontoon bridge and then uh, dying. It happened to me probably like five or six times. Uh, but I'll let that one guy answer for the RD because that they did most of the work. Yeah, with artillery, I mainly was on French battery because up there on the southern side of the whole map on that hill, you can usually see where all the Union is hiding. And I was in officer chat with my binoculars trying to tell the Union what's going on, where they're moving, and mainly trying to put all the cannons I had available onto the shots. Uh, I think 40 seconds had a couple guys on the battery on the ground, and they had some excellent shots right before, uh, uh, right before a bunch of charges. But mainly with that French battery, what you try to do is when they're sitting there and while your group's trying to regroup, you want we try to hit where they were and on point. There's that stone wall that we were able to get a, a couple nice good shots on there, good shots on the warehouse, trying to clear up some places where where uh, our boys were trying to go so they could get there, get a foothold in the city. All right. Uh, so now we'll move on to the USA team who was the CSA campaign defending. What was your guys' strategy? Um, and how did you react to the ever-changing battlefield? Old bridge, kill rebel. That's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, I concur. Absolutely brilliant. I didn't think of oh. that. 
I hate that fucking pontoon bridge because it's a Union <laughs> art or a Confederate art, but Union plane is the art. Every time I went down the scout, I had no legs coming back up. <laughs> fucking crazed. Jeez. I did have I did have a question for the CSA. So I understand there's the two bridges that you can attack, but did you guys consider swimming to get across? Yeah, well, <laughs> you see the amount of bucking ball hitting that water. I don't think oh, that would You help. get the powder yeah. wet. Build <laughs> a boat. So, yeah. That's what a pontoon bridge is. It's the boats. It's all our boats. If only the CSA had a navy. <laughs> if only. <laughs> uh, is there any other comments for the defenders on the river's crossing? For the second round? I will say uh, we pro already probably would have been able to do a lot more on our first shot. Arcana didn't flip. Yeah, we, uh, I mean, that was the strategy. Just counter bat both the cannons out of there. Oh, we flipped our own cannon. Oh, you flipped your own. Okay. Oh, that you were right. What? Oh, yeah, I was right. Damn. Did you hit one of the rails and it exploded on impact? Uh, no. Uh, the wheels ran over the railroad tracks and then, I guess, flipped. Oh, okay. oh you were oh, trying to damn. go down the... No, that's always worst. Artillery guns trying to do some style points. It did a flip. Yeah. <laughs> it failed. Check this, uh, check this 360. So, with well, that being said, uh, Corden, who was my other announcer, do you have any questions? So, um, why was there so many people in artillery? It was like upwards of 15 people on it. Uh, in my opinion, you probably could have taken at least half from that and stuck them in the infantry. And that might have helped getting shots up close. Because from my perspective, I didn't see much of those shots kill as many people as you might would hope, uh, as well as the timing of them weren't. Uh, I guess optimized with the charges of the CSA on, on that pontoon, particularly. Yeah, I from my perspective, like running across the pontoon, um, it seemed like Union was getting smashed by Artie every every time out in front of us. Um, and yeah, and we would like if we were just doing the you kill more with the the cannon math. Yeah. So. Uh... At least with on the French batter, which was the majority of artillery, we had three cannons going, which is three uh, people, and I think they had two on Reynolds as well. So there's your three cannon crews of three to make it act as fast as as fast as you can possibly get. Because in my Discord, I was actually yelling at my guys to shoot faster, but they were running as fast as they could, just because we need to get those shots off quick. And uh, one of our cannons, the three-inch ordnance on the right. They ran out of ammo in one limber and was like three quarters of the way done by the end of the match. Just because I wanted shots down range, even if we don't kill anybody, that disorientation and maybe possible lag for the defenders could be that edge for our own, our own attackers to get that extra kill or push through and actually hold. Every little thing needs to come into effect and it, you got to take that into account. Yeah, I think the the other thing is with like infantry and I mean you obviously need as much as you can on that, but ever since they've allowed people to pick buck and ball, the the union on that 
that side is like we don't really get all that close. We used to get 40 guys into the gap there. Yeah, you might get 20 now into it. And then they were standing literally in the gap. Yeah, I will say, I believe we had like three ranks thick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. With gaps in between just in case. But yeah. I, I, I will say whoever was shooting that already, I, I just gave up standing anywhere near that after a while. We appreciate the help. Thank you. I don't appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Most of the battery, except for Reynolds, so most of the artillery was actually on the CSA side, so that's kind of a preview of what you could get. Uh, is there, is there no Union rep in here? No. 42nd, it's not in here. Uh, who else did we play with? Ninth Corps? No one from Ninth Corps is in here. So, yeah. Is there any other comments before we call this off? I have nothing else. Court, wait, uh, Court, yeah. Um, I, well, I have, oh, go ahead, Court. Go ahead. I was going to say one thing for the team that played CSA today, uh, especially on Maryland Heights. The, the charges, especially up, to, up uh, at the top of the hill, were like segmented. Like one group would go in, and then the next group, like after them, like a good, good solid like half a minute maybe. And then I, th I think that's what kind of screwed up a lot of those charges and kept you from taking the top of that hill. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, like I said, I, we were not really sure on what was up with comms, but th there were groups that would just kind of disappear from communication. They were in the Steam chat, and then they would just come back. And, I mean, there was a lot of, like, arguing <laughs> amongst union guys uh, about when and where they were headed. Totally agree. It was uh, it, it was a comms issue. We totally get that, and uh, we agree. There was a lot, like Pearl said, there was a lot of regiments just kind of doing their own thing and not saying what they were doing, and they would take like a ten minute AFK from the Steam chat and then come back and be like, "What's happening?" Yeah. I do have one question. Whose idea was it to hide in between the walkway and the burnt buildings? I've never really seen that before. Is that you help? Is, is that what he's talking about? You're gonna have to elaborate. Was it behind like the little how the little like shed thing? Yeah, it was kind of in between both bridges. And like it was like you had that tower like the guard tower by the pontoon bridge and the big burnt house by the Oh uh, people hiding bridge. like underneath it or on top of it? I couldn't quite see it, but it looked like underneath. Yeah, that because I think that was A and V. Yeah, that's that's just where we've always stopped. That's where we uh, get ready because it's equidistant between the bridges and you're in 100% cover. Yeah, I was I was watching that and I'm like, I've never seen that before. So I'm definitely going to have to talk to my uh, artillery guys and practice that shot for sure. So compliments to you guys on that. I was, because yeah, like you I said, mean, it was perfect spot. You go either way I mean, and you were instantly there. Yeah, I mean, you could practice it but i'm not entirely sure that there's any way you can hit that there's a building in the way no if my my philosophy is for my battery if we can see it we can hit it and i had xorf 24's uh battery captain with me and he was able with what limited space he could see he could see where i was talking about but 
So we're kind of known for our impossible shots a little bit. That's what we like to practice. Oh, well, we'll see you next time then. Yeah, we'll, we'll try it. And we'll see what happens. So River Crossing next week, guys, yeah? Yep, right? Oh, God. Flip teams? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. We're oh, not having you. a fair. <laughs> I, I like attacking it. It is fun, uh, but it's just, I mean, so the, 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 the tickets are pretty wild on it. I mean, you fight yeah. forever before that yeah. drop. You need to have a minimum of 600 tickets on that map. It's so many. And it's so hard to get them because you can basically stay in formation wherever you go on that. You never yeah. even have a line ticket. The CSA advantage is only 66%, so we don't even have twice as many tickets as the Union. But it's yeah, weird, I mean, though, because there were so many out of lines. It's like... Yeah, in the so you guys had your big charges at the beginning, but then it turned into like a kind of mini desperate charge on the pontoon, then another mini charge on the railroad, and just these nonstop mini charges that probably accumulated yeah, a lot of those. Yeah, there was a lot of like, hey, we're over. We, we've made it over. Go, 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 pontoon, go. Because we were just pontoon every time. Uh-huh. And But I'm not like, when we got over there, there was plenty of guys holding to shoot us down. Yeah. So. yeah. And I, even I, if yeah. it's not, they can adjust. I will say when you're doing railway and then pontoon, it was draining every unit because we had no time. It seemed like we had no time to like, recoup. It's just like, all right, there's a new issue. Yeah, we got like we got a couple of guys around the right one time during there, but there were still, I don't know, 12, 12 Union guys holding back there to melee us down. I feel yes. Like yeah, I would have my cannon aimed at you guys on the pontoon, and then there would be guys coming up behind us uh, so we wouldn't be able to shoot you. Uh, so it's really frustrating on that part. Like on the pontoon, we only had like 10 guys at one point holding it back. Barely any left at some points. I wish they would try a balancing where they just took away Buck and Ball for the Union. Yeah, that on that map. Ball sucked. <laughs> Getting across there, that Buck Yeah, I used to do it. Because it looks like it's raining on your screen. Like the amount of shot yeah. hitting the water like yeah, I mean, on each really side does. of you. It really does. Uh, yes, artificial rain. Yeah, <laughs> the rain really hurt though. It hurts your frame rate too. That that splash animation it does is like, oh crying. yeah. I feel like it's probably the more projectiles because it's like four now shooting instead of one. Yeah. Well, even up at like French's battery that's on the far uh, on the southern end, we had people shooting at us, and we're just, I'm just sitting here. I'm like, why? Are you that bored down there? <laughs> Yeah, the best frame rate one of my guys had was 15. He had the highest frame rate out of all of us. Let's go. Crossing the pontoon. That was how bad it was when that bucket ball went off. You can't love... kill him. Lag him out. Well, I love you see the people who just like lag stop. Like they're just running full speed and then you're running around people who are stopped because like the lag has stopped them. Oh, Pearl, that was me. I, I, in this video, I swear to God, you're going to see me like 10 times just standing on the pontoon bridge by myself. You change your profile. You know what? It's Pride Month year-round. You can't tell me otherwise. So, yeah. Brain cells to take it. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Uh, thank you all for being here. With that being said, everyone who joined this post-game interview, if they want a social media link in the description, that'll be there. All the regiments that participated in this video will also be in the description. Join them. They're lots of fun. The EU Grand Campaign Discord will also be there if you want your regiment to join that uh, in the future. So, yeah. With that all being said, please like, comment, share, subscribe for more. Join our Discord. We need more frontline reporters and announcers like Corded. I really appreciate him being here. And we'll see you guys in the next one.